Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better business, how to create better health, better family, and better self. And during this COVID time, we've seen businesses, small businesses that had to shut down, businesses that have learned to pivot and succeed through this time. And this episode is focusing right now on navigating small business through a global pandemic. Just before we continue, I'd like to tell you about Coast Capital Savings. I've been banking with them since I started my business, Easy Daisies. And if you know me or have come to some of my women entrepreneur events, you will know that I can't recommend them enough. I love the personal touch that as a small business owner, Coast Capital treats me like I'm their only customer. It's a relationship. They don't just care about getting your business. They care about getting your business where it needs to be. They care about you. And my guest today, I'm so honored to have her. She has 19 years, over 19 years of experience in the financial service industry. She has seen how businesses have been impacted in disruption caused by life events. And I am so honored to have Harpreet Hayer. She is the regional manager of small business banking with Coast Capital Savings. And I am excited and thrilled for her to share her advice and tips with all of us. So here we go. I am just so honored today to have my lovely guest with me. Uh, I am a huge fan of knowing your numbers, of of partnering with corporations, businesses, partners who help the individual. And it's not just about the business, but it's about the people behind the business. And this is why I am so thrilled to have Harpreet Hare from Coast Capital with us. Harpreet, can you say hello? Hi, Elaine. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored. I'm absolutely honored. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know I just introduced you, but tell us about you personally. Well, um, I, I, I love numbers, and that's why I chose a career in, in, in banking. Um, I'm an enthusiastic volunteer um, and charitable organization volunteer. Uh, I love to travel. Um, which has kind of come to a stop right now, um, but hopefully will resume shortly. So, yeah, I passionate am. about what I do. I, and I, I can tell, I can absolutely tell. And I also love that you love to travel. I know that our lives are on pause on, on that chapter right now. But what is, what is one of the most interesting places you've traveled? Well, it's, it's also a country that I'm, I'm fondly in love with, and I keep going back. It's Costa Rica. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Is it the food, the people? The... It's everything. So it's the food, the fauna. It's it, There's a lot of wildlife. Um, uh, there's active volcanoes. The people there are amazing. They're friendly, very, very much like us here in Canada. So it's, um, they're very inviting. They'll invite you into their home, even if they don't know you. Uh, and offer you dinner, and um, it's just, it, and it's just beautiful. Wow, yeah. I love that. I think I saw somewhere recently on some travel show that Costa Rica has immense, um, I'm going to say, 
different species that yes. other places do not have. So that is very fascinating because I heard you say fauna. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, there's uh, the sloths and I've had, um, I've been mugged by a monkey before. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. That can be scary. <laughs> See, I, I was born in a country uh, where monkeys, little monkeys are like squirrels here. I was born in Malaysia, so it can get dangerous if you think you're gonna feed just that one monkey within like seconds. There's gonna be like oh. fifty of them on you. Like, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been to Malaysia? No, I have not, but it is on my bucket list. Excellent, excellent. If you are a foodie, you'd want to go there as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Malaysian food. Yes. And um, speaking of food during this covid pandemic time our family has been trying our best to support local so mm -hmm. visiting and ordering from small uh small businesses that are uh restaurants and just ordering and do you have a favorite small business restaurant or or do you have many <laughs> i have many um and i do i even prior to the pandemic, I've always stayed away from chains because um, I do. I, I love the customer service you get when you when you go into a little mom and pop, and they remember you from last time. And sometimes they'll make suggestions. Uh, now it's mostly ordering online. So having built um, a knowledge of what they offer over the years has been helpful. And what I appreciate about you, Harpreet, is that you have 19 years of of financial um, expertise, working with small business, and you have seen a lot. You have seen the impact of of different derailments of of life on small business, and this is why I am thrilled. And I know my listeners are excited to hear you mm -hmm. share your wisdom and your stories. And I just want to start with what we're currently in. So. And I'm working with small business owners during this um, health crisis right now. What have you learned through this that if it was to happen again, you can share with us that, you know, this is what I've seen. So let's hear this and be ready. Um, I think it was what startled me the most. Um, and that was how few small businesses actually had a, dis a contingency plan in place for business disruption. And what I mean by contingency is like whether it's a savings account or uh, perhaps uh, any type of access to capital. Um, so few of them had that. And when the pandemic hit, it hit fast and it hit hard. So businesses were seeing a rapid decline in income. However, their expenses hadn't gone away yet. Mm. Um, and they also had to try to figure out how to mitigate the, the pand government's government uh, pandemic guidelines. And um, although we have some really amazing government relief programs available now, they took a long time to stand up. Mm. And in the interim, what I saw was stress, anxiety, and fear. And... As, as you know, being a small business um, owner yourself, this is somebody's passion. It's their work, life's work. And um, there are ways to mitigate against that. And um, going forward, I'm hoping small business owners will utilize the advice and resources that are available to them. And it's just so important uh, 
to work with a, a good financial institution and a, a good relationship manager who understands you, understands your business, and especially now understands the difficulties that you're facing going through this. Absolutely. And I, I love that you brought that up, that contingency plan. I think this pandemic was a wake-up call, right? A wake-up call for, for every business, especially small business. So if, if we were to set up, like right now, it's never too late to plan ahead, right? So if no. someone was to say, okay, well, I have a small business. How am I supposed to create this contingency plan if I'm just trying to stay on top of my current situation? So what should that contingency plan look like? It would be, um, it can be as simple as starting a, a savings account um, where you're, you're siphoning off, you know, it, and, and there's no amount that's too small. So it could be as little as $25 a week you put into a savings account if that's how you have to start. Or as easy as adding a, a business line of credit to your checking account, something that you that costs you nothing if you don't use it, but is there for you in in the in the time of need, um, and you only pay for what you use, and you know just to, there's there's no cost at setting it up, but it gives you that um, comfort in knowing that should things not line up, you have access to capital at at, at the drop of a dime. That is uh, excellent. That is such a, a good reminder. And I absolutely forgot about that. And I have one. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but you were absolutely right, right? Because people are like, oh, well, I can't, I can't afford to, you know, plan to have three months of savings fall back on in case something happens. But you're right, you can start with as little as $25 a week that you put aside. But setting up a line of credit for business and you're right it doesn't cost anything only when you start to use it and that's a wonderful safety net to have absolutely for sure and so right now we've been in it for I think it's like six months of almost yeah. of this and what are some of the current questions you are getting you and your team are receiving from small businesses that is the current concern now um, a lot of uh, people are have realized that turning to their financial institution for advice is paramount, um, and that's where they're coming in. They are asking us for a lot of guidance on the various government programs that are available to them, but they're also looking now at how do I um, start my recovery process and how do I start my recovery plan, and that's where we are sitting down with them and looking at putting together a financial plan for them that works for their the size and um, uh, stage of their company in terms of sometimes it's a line of credit. Sometimes it's putting them um, with one of our partners in, that can do financial planning and, and steer them on how to have tax efficient ways of utilizing their small business banking and um, investments as well. And so people really want to know how they're going to get out of this and what they can start doing to, to overcome the storm. So is there any specific advice that you and your teams are offering to small businesses right now based on, on all that you're seeing? Yes, is uh, the main one is a lot of people are skittish or they feel maybe, oh, I, they, 
they did something wrong by not having a contingency plan in place in the first place. And the biggest advice is it's never too late. Let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. As a small business owner, I'm telling you that it's well worth your time and money to check out Coast Capital. I've been banking with them since the start of my business. They do business banking differently because they're member owned, which really just means my business is their business. From where you are to where you want to go, they'll have a dedicated small business relationship manager there every step of the way with honest, realistic, and personalized advice. If you already are a Coast Capital member, you'll know that they are constantly working towards identifying new solutions to offer their small business members. Just recently, I learned some new perks and I encourage you to connect with your Coast Capital Relationship Manager or by calling their Small Business Advice Center. And that is at 1-888-517-7000. Again, that is 1-888-517-7000 and choose option three find out more about any current promotions most relevant to your business banking needs. Now let's get back to our episode. Come in now and we can start working with you on how we're going to help recovery in the next three to six months. And then what does the next, what does six to 18 months look like? This is going to be a long haul. I like this is the only time I've suffered something like this in my lifetime. <laughs> and um, we, you need to have a plan in place and plans are fluid. So we can change them as situations change, but really um, having an, all the knowledge at your hands is, you know, what, how can we help you maybe pivot to virtual um, services such as, um, you know, Helping, helping them recognize that an online presence might be a good delivery channel for them at this time. And how do they go ahead about collecting payments and, and, um, from, from their clients? And how do they, um, manage the employee, um, employee impact? You know, there, a lot of small businesses, um, are going to now have to look at ways to retain and attract talent as well. So, you know, there are options available that we can help look at setting up a benefit plan for you so that, you know, you are able to successfully um, attract and retain talent and, um, you know, get your business back up and running to where it was before the pandemic. So I, I love that you mentioned that businesses need to learn to pivot and, and, and many have, thank God. And, and I see that and I, I speak to a lot of small business owners too. And, and just reminding people that, you know, this is a great way to, to think deeper about your business and how to, yes. and to, to share your solution. And um, for example, businesses who have never gone online or should to be doing that and sharing that and thank God for social media because it's a free platform for marketing and sharing and everybody loves to help and support locals. So, so if you're listening right now, don't be shy to share what you have to offer as a solution, whether it's a product or a service and ask for that shares and ask people to share for you. And I would love to know, like, I'm sure you, because you see these businesses, can you share some of the pivots that you have seen 
in some of the small businesses that you've worked with? Oh, yeah. Well, mainly I've seen um, in some of some, a lot of our businesses had zero online presence up until a couple months ago. Wow. And they had to quickly learn, pivot and learn how, how to adapt to that. Um, some of them are doing it themselves by having um, uh, creating web pages and um, all of that. And then some of them are utilizing, you know, uh, alternate delivery channels, you know, using um, businesses to help them deliver their their products and services. Some of them um, are adapting to uh, accepting payment in different methods. So, you know, uh, perhaps before it had to always be in person with, a, you know, your, your actual debit card or um, credit card. And now, you know, you can all do it all over online or over the phone um, very quickly and very easily and with very little cost. No, so um, we're seeing a lot of that. No, that's brilliant. And it's a great reminder to to not have all your eggs in one basket, to have different uh, avenues of how your product is or service is available to the mm -hmm. end user. So yes, yeah, so important to just don't think the door is shut, just find other windows and other ways to, to share your business. So important. And if I could just add one more point would be, it, it, this pandemic, from the positive out of this, has really proven how resilient we are, how resilient we are as human beings and individuals, and how resilient we are as a community. And it's just that part of it is a beautiful um, byproduct of a terrible event. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've always said, you know, even though we're apart, I think we are stronger together because people are are doing their own part to to help other people in the world. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I love that so much. And yes, always do our part to support local. And yes. it is definitely the backbone of our country and what, 150,000 new small businesses are started every year. And um, it is truly the foundation of this country, I believe. So important. I believe. Yes. I believe I believe that as well. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we, right? The small decisions that we make every day of what we purchase or 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 anything like that. So yes, I. It is uh, very important that we pull through this together that way. Sure. Absolutely. Now I would love to ask you, what is something most people don't understand about small business banking, and and. What is it that you would like them to understand? Because I think there are small businesses who are listening who who are still mm -hmm. taking money from their personal bank account. And why should we understand small business banking differently? Yes, and I love that you, you mentioned that because a lot of small businesses, you're well aware, start at the kitchen table. Right. And that's where the <laughs> that's where the seed is um, germinated from. And what small business owners need to understand is need business banking accounts with business banking uh, services, products and resources. A lot. Uh, if you're it, um, depleting your own personal 
resources, it's contrary to actually um, having that successful business. And there's just so many things that you can get. So you've got your checking account, you've got savings accounts, you've got credit cards, lines of credit we talked about. Um, and then depending on how that business grows, there's other things you can layer on. There's tax benefits and write-offs that you can do. And when you are running it through your personal account, when the time comes um, to pivot, it makes it much more difficult because it's too muddied. Um, you know, like what is actually your personal expense? What's your business expense? And the products are there to create um, simplicity and ease for you to transact. Oftentimes on business accounts, the limits are higher, whether it's a limit for e-transfers, whether it's wire transfers, um, all of that holds. So when if you're depositing stuff, you know, you get higher limits on the business account as we understand that your transactions could be much larger than those that typically transpire in a personal account. Absolutely. So I, I'd love to garner from your wisdom and your 19 years of experience with working in finances and small business. So if there was a startup, someone who is a startup phase, I am so sorry about my dog. <laughs> if someone is in startup phase right now and they were trying to get their ducks in a row, what is three tips or strategies you would say to this startup right now you need to have these three things in place, in line, to make sure you're starting off successfully in your business. What would those top three things be? Top three, um, number one, uh, a strong um, and diverse uh, business plan. A very dynamic, and two would be a very dynamic financial plan. And three, aligning yourselves with a financial institution that um, you know has or has the same beliefs and values as yourself and is able to, to understand your business and understand how to help you not only open the business but grow that business over time and uh, working with them to ensure that you have access to all of the the various resources that are available. Okay, I, I um, really come back to each of these. So having a yeah. diverse, yeah, a diverse business plan. Yes, every business should have a business plan, and you know, and we don't think that way because many uh, entrepreneurs we just automatically fall into this new world of a, uh, being an entrepreneur, and we don't think business plan. But a business plan is so important because if you don't have a target at the end. You're just aimlessly walking, and and your business will appear that way. So I love that you say a diverse business plan. Do you mean diverse in that it should continually be changing, or diverse in that it should have many avenues towards that goal? Um, I think both. So you know, um, as society changes, you're going to have to be able to adapt or if things like a pandemic, as we're going through right now, you, you need to be able to adapt. So I think it's important to try to think of all the what ifs. 
um, if this was to happen, how would I be able to successfully um, change course and or stay on course? And what, what will it take in terms of resources, both financial and support um, from uh, the various agencies that are out there to, to offer it? No, that's so that is a very good point, Harpreet, to to ask the what ifs when you are creating your business plan. That is an excellent point. Thank you. I I think that's the first time I've ever heard someone say that. So that's very <laughs> insightful. Very smart. So the dynamic financial plan, when you say this as your number two, so this means where are you getting capital? How are you going to fund this business? Where are the funds coming from? Is this, is this what you mean by the dynamic financial plan? Yes, and I think with small business owners, it's taking, letting them go on that journey because they're in the moment usually, especially when they're just a startup. They're, they're in that moment and it's really walking, talking through, you know, this is what it looks like today. And where do we want it to go in 12 months, five years, 10 years, 12 years, right? And um, how are we going to get there? Because you do, you might not have, need all the bells and whistles on day one, but, uh, you know, that continuous journey, the continuous conversation in what is it going to take um, to get you to where you want to go? And what is it? What do you need to um, ensure that you can stay on course for your business plan um, should something happen? No, absolutely. Very, very good points. And I remember when I started Easy Daisies and I launched it two days after my third baby was born and I knew it was going to cost me $1,400 to start my, to, to, to pay for my first batch of product. And I saved up by tutoring and selling crafts because I was a school teacher. And, and then it, it was a learning process for me because I then sold out um, right away. And then I used that, 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 uh, those profits to to invest in the next batch of manufacturing and so on. But quickly, I learned, okay, especially when you have our product based business, you your cash flow is super tight because you have to pay for your product ahead of time before sales happens. Mm -hmm. Very very important to have your forecast and to know ahead what your plan is financially absolutely and of course number three i love align with a financial institution that gets you that understands what is happening and this is my shout out to coast capital savings is i i love the part that i love most about coast capital is you care about the people and it's it's the people behind the small business and and that is uh, something that I can attest to. So thank you for that. I just want to. Oh. I, I have another numbers question. Uh, in business, we all know that we, it's very, very important to know our numbers. And often, most people think that the most uh, focused number is that top line sales. However, with your expertise, I'd love to know what are the most important numbers that. A small business owner should be keeping track of. I think that top. To be fair, to especially an entrepreneur, the top line is going to be a focus because it helps you validate that you did 
you, you know, you've created a, either a concept, a product or a service and people are willing to pay you money for that. So it really does validate that you, you're successful. And um, I understand why people tend to focus there, but that's the success of your small business concept and or um, service. But what determines the success of your business is actually the bottom line. And so the bottom line really speaks to your operating efficiency. And, you know, how well are you taking the funds that you're receiving from your top line to execute on your business delivery? And, um, you know, whether it's what uh, channels are you using for distribution, uh, how you're doing your marketing, um, how many staff you're employing, at what time of the day are you employing them? All of those are, are things that measure the efficiency of your business. And those are the ones you really want to look at because, uh, you know, if I was to give an example of a coffee shop, you know, if a coffee shop has five employees, are they having everybody there from open to close every day? Or do they have peak hours where they need maybe more staff and um, non-peak hours where they maybe can do with one or two? And really making their um, business efficient and spending their resources in a manner that assists them in being more profitable at the end of the day. No, great points. Great points. The bottom line, that bottom line number yeah. is so important. It's a scary number, but it is the truest number in small business because you are right. You say it so well that that bottom line reflects your operation efficiency. And I, I love that. My husband would be giving you a standing ovation right now because, <laughs> because that is so true. He is also his family also has a small business, and it is operation efficiency. And if you have a, a great bookkeeper, if you are doing your own bookkeeping, it's, it is those numbers in between that are really important to look at. And it's such a great reminder: how do we lessen and decrease the the amounts that we are spending on overhead or on inefficiencies that could increase right. that bottom line. Thank you for that reminder. I'm going to be looking at my books again today. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wish I had your, your uh, brain for those kind of numbers. And often as an entrepreneur, uh, we are uh, focused on the creative side of business and, and making the product and our service to provide and and our strengths might not be in looking at the operations efficiency numbers. So that is an excellent reminder. And finding a right partner to help with those numbers is important. But to, as if I could share a tip to our listeners and to myself, is, is numbers are very important. And you should be looking at them every day, I think. Yeah. Um, they should excite you. And or scare you to do the right thing and to, to look at things so that you're not just making and making and making a product, but looking at the business side of it, uh, which is that bottom line. That is an excellent reminder. And I would love Harpreet to close on um, almost like a rapid fire on you. So this is fun to oh, wow. bring you on the spot. And I'm just gonna ask some quick questions and and there is no wrong answer, <laughs> but what is a book that you would recommend? 
And it could be pleasure. It could be business. Any book. Radical Candor. Ooh, okay. Excellent. Radical Candor. What is your um, a restaurant that we all should try? I'm a foodie. Um, Kismos and Steveston. Ooh, excellent. I will definitely look that up. Now my podcast is all about how to create better and create better self. So I'm talking about self-love, self-improvement. What is something you do to take care of you? I have a, a nightly ritual of gratitude. So every evening as I'm before I go to bed, I look back on my day. I look at what can I could I have done better? Um, what could I change? But then I'm also looking at everything I'm grateful for, all the people I've come across that day, and um, just being grateful for being able to make an impact, um, whether it's at work for a small business or, you know, um, through some charity work with um, maybe youth or families who, who need some support, but just a, an hour of gratitude. I, I love that very much. You must sleep very well after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. And starting the day with gratitude too. And anytime having gratitude in your day just really puts into perspective how I think fortunate and blessed we are. And um, my last question is your final tip on how to create better business. Reach out and get advice from people who understand the business and the resources that are available to you. So um, there is an, a magnitude of free services, companies that will offer free webinars, uh, financial institutions that will do open house sessions. And none of this costs anything. And it really empowers you to be educated, informed, and then ready to make the decisions that are right for you as an individual. Now that you're saying that, I'm thinking of something I did want to ask you about. Now, Coast Capital Savings is partnered with a Vancouver-based B Corp, and there is a business resilience program. Can you tell us briefly about that? Absolutely. So it's available for uh, all of our small business uh, members. Uh, the, the dollar value of that is approximately about $2,000 if you were to individually take the courses. It is a self-paced, uh, so it's, it's a web-based learning, and it's self-paced, and you don't have to go from A to Z. You know, if you need some assistance with um, marketing or, you know, reopening um, after COVID or the potential recession that's going to follow, um, it, it business plans, all of that. And it's just, you know, uh, another way for us to help our members in achieving what's important to them. Wow. And where would one find that if they wanted to find out more information or just reach out to you, Harpreet, where would you like them to go? Absolutely. Anybody can reach out to me anytime. They can go to our website, um, click on the business tab and um, the support that we have available, and that will take them to um, the link. Um, but definitely reach out to us. Um, reach out to what if you're an existing member, reach out to your relationship manager. We can help guide you through the process. 
That is awesome. Thank you so much. You have shared so much insight and wisdom, and I'm so grateful. And listeners, we're so grateful for you. Thank you very much for taking the time to to check in. And, you know, I, I think you are like me right after this podcast, you want to go run and look at your spreadsheet for your cash flow and <laughs> check out how to become more uh, efficient in operations so that that bottom line is a better number. And there is, it, small business is tough, but we are stronger together and we can learn together and don't be afraid to ask for help. And that's why I'm so grateful for you, Harpreet. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for, so much for having me. So I just want to say to everyone, bye for now. And I look forward to, to chatting with you again. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.